people like games. What's up, what's up? Presents. The At Some Point in the Day Show with Solo. Hey, Solo. Welcome back to the show. For Wednesday, March 11th, going to be asking the question, how come everyone happens to hate NVIDIA GeForce? But first, socials, at people at games is a handle, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. The website and the shop, plg.gg. And this show you are listening to right now can be found on all the usual content suspects, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, yada yada, etc. etc. So now, without it doing much further, let's get it. The question, which obviously is at the heart of the title of this show, is how come everyone hates NVIDIA GeForce now? And if you are not familiar, it is a cloud gaming service that allows you to play any game on your computer, regardless of its power by nature of renting a virtual machine that runs it with the specs needed and then just sort of relays it to your computer with the minimal lag in between. That's a simplified version of explaining it. So the service, which was launched sort of on the under the radar, in 2016 2017 by nvidia the obviously the technology company and yes the same nvidia from the gpus that are part of more or less most if not every computers in their competitors in the market are few uh and far between but the point is when they were doing the beta which i was a part of since very early because back in about november of 2017 i had been using a macbook pro and i needed the ability to game more because they're just sort of getting things off the ground and i had been more of a console gamer person hadn't really had a pc on me that was able to or didn't have a PC on me that was capable of handling the specs that I would need. Looking for a service sort of like Parallels that would allow me to run Windows and therefore run the game that would be required from Windows specs on my MacBook Pro seemed viable except for it didn't work. And so in the hunt found and was recommended NVIDIA GeForce. Sounded a little bit too good to be true. And then it worked like it was too good to be true. And it was free and it was a beta and I was like, this is really good. How come people don't really talk about this? And how come more people don't use this? And this is genius. This is going to be a billion dollar idea. Then we fast forward to last month or so. NVIDIA GeForce Now decides to finally leave beta access and open to the public at the price point of $4.99 per month. I, being one of the founding members who are given 90 days free, decided to sign up because I was like, hey, I loved NVIDIA GeForce Now. This technology is amazing. We, I've even covered this a few episodes in now with regards to what I'm about to mention. And I was like, this is gonna be super cool, super excited to see a product that's finally worthwhile and with the technology necessary to really pull off cloud gaming in a proper manner before xCloud does it. And in a way that Google Stadia very much obviously failed to do when they had the chance to, will succeed. But then within about a week, Activision Blizzard pulled their entire catalog from the service. At the time, I'd even mentioned on the show, the reason I thought it was occurring and the reason I still believe it occurred for their specific case was that Activision Blizzard had just signed an exclusivity deal with YouTube to, or YouTube Gaming to be more specific, for three years and gave them the Call of Duty League, Overwatch League, and Hearthstone League. But uh, throw away, but I'm, fuck it, I'm just gonna mention it anyway, for the sake of argument. So the parent company of YouTube, 
happens to be Google. And so if you're Google and you just released a Stadia, why would you let the company who you just gave a lot of money to in order to have exclusive rights to the ability to give their games to a competitor even though technically giving more people access to the game would increase the market size, which would potentially increase the interest in the exact leagues that you paid for. But I don't know, might be too much logic for people. I Again, like I said yesterday, don't want to assume common sense would be rude. Same sort of obvious. Never, can't ever, can't ever gauge that one. So now that you have them, they pulled their games. And so... Next up, we had EA pull their catalog, and then 2K and Rockstar and uh, Konami, and more or less everyone, minus Ubisoft and Epic, which just literally yesterday or the other day confirmed that they would keep supporting it, but that's because they don't have any sort of conflict there and are established enough and have no interest in launching anything similar to, to them. So that makes sense why they would say yes. So now, why were all of these other developers pulling out? I could not, and publishers, because I couldn't really put it together because it didn't make sense. NVIDIA has been integral to gaming forever with their technology. And so now that they were getting to the services space, it sort of felt like it might be welcome. However, it was through the tweet of one of the developers who actually publicly demanded that NVIDIA GeForce pull its game from its catalog, The Long Dark, uh, hold on. I'm going to find out this guy's name because this is sort of an information-based podcast at times, too. And so his name was, is Raphael von Lierp. And he basically said that NVIDIA hadn't asked permission to put it on their service and that it was their fault and that people should complain to them. And then he went on further to mention how it was his monetary life's sake for, for him to have the ability to dictate which platforms the game would end up being released on. So in that manner, it sort of made sense on the face of things. But then as I broke it in deeper and sort of looked at and read a few more articles, I found what the actual heart of the issue was. So when you are obviously a particular indie developer and you have to choose which consoles, whether it's exclusive or everyone, whatever the terms may be, you have to choose where you think you'll get the most players. And so in his thinking, somehow cloud streaming would decrease the amount of power he has because then he didn't have control anymore of who was getting to use his game. On a certain, to a degree, that's true. And it's, it's reasonable argument to make and to have it to be asked to be brought down because you didn't ask, you didn't sign papers. Anyone would have done the same thing. Then the next up, the portion that became interesting was where he mentioned the economics of it. And it was interesting because cloud gaming was supposed to be the great equalizer. But as I've been saying continually, the number of publishers that exist and the number of games that would exist for said services is very limited. So there's no point in being infinite amount of services popping up because it'll be controlled by one of the existing entities that own the games and the products and will go to where they choose. So it lives and dies on a power structure outside the hands of the services. And unless you're on the end and approved, then you're not gonna get it. That's more or less how it goes. And so NVIDIA is the first victim of what great technology that would be a clear winner looks like when it faces a market that decides that they're not making enough money from them and therefore shouldn't exist even though it's the best technology. The basic argument then goes to how making money on a physical copy 
or ownership in a physical copy as you buy it, you get to hold it. Funny enough, shit, I think I just mentioned this yesterday. Now with the digital one, the TOS, which is the terms of services are a bit different. And so in the terms of services, they can fundamentally define which platforms you are allowed to play that game on. And so the ability for them to say, hey, we're not making any money from NVIDIA every time you play our game, therefore you shouldn't be playing it versus PlayStation gives us a certain amount of money so you can play it there makes it so that now publishers have the right to control which platform you get to play it on even in the cloud because one of the biggest issues that publishers had on with these economics in addition was the ability to launch any of the games from their store launchers in the cloud gaming service that meant the number of daily active users say on the Rockstar launcher decreases because that same individual just happens to be playing on Nvidia GeForce. Why they are upset about that is because they don't get to keep them in their own ecosystem and they're basically lending out their own property to someone else to profit off of and to take their traffic. Why would you do that? Because we don't want you to play our game on your phone and you just released an app for Android that lets you play the game on our phone. Or it's like, yeah, we're sort of married to Xbox and Xbox is doing the xCloud. I'm not allowed to do this with you because they're doing it. If I'm exclusively with them or have signed certain paperwork that prohibits me from going on a multi streaming cloud platform, which I'm sure Xbox wrote into the paperwork, so Microsoft at the end of the day it is a plausibility that everyone's hands are tied or they're not getting enough money or they weren't getting a cut activision blizzard and nvidia released a statement saying that apparently nvidia was unaware that they had to re-up their deal once they decided to leave beta and that their access only existed during the beta time it's a little fucked up it's going to kill the company, but the heart of the issue becomes you're not paying us the right for usage. And because it's a digital copy and your ownership is dependent upon all of, of the user agreement that you take when you use it, you don't really own it. You're borrowing it. And since you borrow it, they get to dictate how you borrow it. Me, the only dictation I get is whether I have the disc on me and whether I put it in for the console I bought it for. I might not be able to play it on any browser or launcher, but whatever. I still own it. It is not in the hands of anyone else's TOS. I can do what it with it what I wish. This adds to what is going to be a very complex future as the utopia of what cloud gaming services is runs sort of headlong into the complex IP ownership system and the multiple and the conglomeration of certain ips and to specific companies and how there might be a little bit of anti-competition in there there's a whole lot of shit that can open up with what happens because one of the questions i kept trying to ask myself was what threat was nvidia's success to any of these publishers that they couldn't back them it's only good for gamers to have the ability to buy a game and then to play it on this service and so something like the google stadia if you buy a game on Steam, you don't get to use it on Stadia. You got to buy it again for Stadia. And so those sorts of double purchase economics, even though it's available and only a digital product that doesn't even get changed versus like if you buy it for the Xbox or the PlayStation 4 and the disc isn't interchangeable, it's, this is interchangeable. It's just literally a, the piece of the platform that you're buying and is the ability to now use it if it is allowed on different uh, devices. They're only mad because if, if you're not being paid, then even if you have the ability to play it in a different, better way, they don't want you to do it until they get paid. And so 
again, it's in business. So, you know, you got to pay the tax man always, but it is really disappointing to see them come after NVIDIA GeForce like this because it, it would just be good for gamers because I've been using it for so long and I can attest to it. And I completely still believe that cloud gaming services can be a great bridge for underdeveloped and uh, urban areas that only need a bit stronger internet connection to be able to game without having to invest so much in all new, you know, hardware per se. And so I still think at now, you know, if without that, what happens to uh, NVIDIA GeForce is a question. They fall, does it die? What occurs? I'm going to make a really Babe Ruth call on this and say they're going to be purchased by Sony or partner with Sony. Sony and NVIDIA are going to marry. That is the conclusion of all of this. I don't know which direction it went in. If you play this back, the only part you need to listen to this, this is a cut. NVIDIA, PlayStation, I'm making that call because marriage doesn't make sense with anyone else. Microsoft and Xbox already wrapped up Nintendo. Everyone's asking about the Sony PlayStation 5. They've been on an island waiting to get their own stuff off. And so with all this hype building with the Xbox One X and the question of the X Cloud and the technology and what is PlayStation, they're just going to partner with NVIDIA GeForce now, which has the best technology. And boom, in one fell swoop, they have solved the entire hurdle that Microsoft has laid in front of them going into the console war. So now if NVIDIA and PlayStation more or less give you the X Cloud and PlayStation goes into a services model the same way Xbox is doing, but just expands it to every single game in all of the generations, PlayStation is now on a different playing field. And so that might be the ace in the hole I hope it is. It would be great to use this clip to tell people, I told you so. I told you so. This is for posterity's sake. So, not yet, but I'm just telling you right now. Then I told you so is for later on. It'll be really funny when I get to play that one. But regardless, it's the only one that makes sense. It's the only direction, especially because it doesn't look like publishers are going to get any friendlier with them moving forward especially if all of these contracts have to be renegotiated. I said that the industry learned the lesson of undervaluing IP when it came to, or digital IP when it came to Netflix and what happened there. They're not going to do it again, video games in particular, especially because there's such a limited amount that really break through the mold like that. So we'll find out. I'm excited. I'm betting on, and you already know my bet. So when I'm right, Sony, hit me up. We should do some of those grassroots events together. Uh, and NVIDIA GeForce, I still support you even though I can't really play anything on your service anymore, but it's cool. It's cool. That's not the point of supporting. And that goes to you listeners because you're supporting. And so for you, going to be doing a little stuff with the merch this week, putting up a sale. Got some pieces that we want to start moving as we get into the fall. So while you're stuck in the crib, quarantined, might as well be comfortable. We got the swag, men's and women's, plg.gg. The shop is beautiful. Please shop. Now, as is usually uh, the case 
that's all I got. It was quick. Potentially, I don't know. I said 30 minutes. I might have been just talking for a little bit less than that. And I might have just let it run before I started. Who knows? We'll find out when we edit this. But as always, thank you for listening. Socials at People Like Games. And you already know, usual suspects to find this. And shout out to Levi one more time. As I get out of here with the way... You already know we do. Bean.